so hungry. Hey there, it's me, Lisa Lillian, also known as Hungry Girl. I am super excited to be here for yet another episode of the Chew the Right Thing podcast. How are you, Mikey and Jamie? We're good. How are you? I am good. Less melty than I was over the weekend because it's finally cooling off. <laughs> finally. Fine. At least you didn't have a power failure in your house. Oy, that is so true. Thank goodness. You know, but if, if you have a power failure, that's just like the best excuse to eat everything in the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly saying. the problem I was facing. I was like, don't eat everything. Well, Mike kept telling me, don't open the refrigerator or the freezer. So yeah. that was my reason not to. And little known fact, or I don't even, it's probably a known fact. I didn't know it. Um, the CDC recommends that you can keep things in the refrigerator for up to four hours as long as you don't open the refrigerator. But after four hours. Oh my God, way longer. Uh, no, I know. I, throw it all no, away. I don't think so. I think you can do it. Just never open the fridge. I just like, I remember when I was a child and the power would go out and I'd want to eat everything. <laughs> it's just like funny. It's funny. I'm talking about a childhood memory because today's episode is all about forgotten favorites. Yay. So it's just uh, retro, very retro today, which I like because I consider myself a kind of retro person. Mm -hmm. I feel like all of my like my sensibility, my style, my tastes are a little retro. Mm -hmm. So I agree. Yeah. A little vintage. <laughs> vintage. Hey. I don't know. I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> um, but we've got it all today. We have uh, some tasting. We have a sponsor. We've got news. We have a browsing game of chew or false, right? Ooh, it's back. It's, it's back. back. <laughs> I can't even believe it. I'm so excited. So I think we should probably just jump on in. Breaking chews. Have either of you heard of avocado milk? No. Okay. Well, apparently it's a Jamie. Have you heard of it? No, well, only because I did I've not know you could milk an avocado. Go on. Neither <laughs> did I. Uh, well, apparently it's a big deal in New Zealand and it's about to hit the U.S. Uh, the drink is 90 calories a cup and is made with oats, honey, freeze dried avocado, water and lentil extract. And it also have, they also have a uh, chocolate flavor along with the regular flavor. And the chocolate actually is also 90 calories. They just add uh, cocoa to it. Hmm. Um, so we got to get ourselves some of this and try it. I would try it. How's the fat content? Do we know? I didn't Four look. Four grams per cup. That's, Four grams. Not too cup. bad. Okay. No, I would try the chocolate. Like, I, truth be told, it doesn't sound delicious to me, mm -hmm. but I love trying new um, milk mm -hmm. products, mm -hmm. and it's always good to you know check out a new chocolate milk swap because that calorie count is pretty good. So I will give it a shot, but. Not so excited. So this one is really more for your niece, Lauren, and I guess all the other vegans out there. Have you ever heard of the vegan Hawaiian store called VegCo? Mm-mm. Okay, so it's it's dubbed the Costco for vegans, and it's an actual store where you can go and pick up stuff. Um, now it's going to be on the mainland. Uh, by the end of the summer, it's going to be for delivery only. So you order it on, kind of like Amazon, you order it online, and they, they'll send it out to you in, in I guess, freeze-packed um, boxes. And they have... Every vegan brand, like every one. I, I, I don't even have to name them all. They literally have every vegan brand in the store. Oh, wow. That's really cool. So there's not going to be like an actual physical brick and mortar location. It's all online? Right. It's going to be like Amazon. They're going to put um, basically warehouses in the major cities probably at first. And then like Amazon, you'll order it and they'll ship it out from those, those warehouses, you know, in every city. Amazing. I think that's going to be super popular. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. 
love it. There's a lot of actually vegan products. I was it's so funny. I was just thinking like I spend a lot of time because I am the ultimate carnivore. But I say now these days it's 50 50 whether I reach for something that's actually like an animal product or something that's made by Gardein or Amy's that is just sort of a substitute. And I love them both. So mm-hmm. I will be partaking. Cool. Excellent. All right, so we have a sponsor this week, and we have a good one. (laughs) I love sponsored uh, segments where we get to taste food, and we're going to do that today. So our show today is brought to you by Back to Nature. Back to Nature. That sounds so healthy, doesn't it? And fitting for today's episode, Back to, you know, Retro. (laughs) That's right. But this is not, it's actually not a retro brand. It's a very, like hip and cool brand that has a ton of stuff. I was so excited, I have to be honest, about the portion control mini chocolate chunk cookies Mm. that are incredible. They have cookies, they have crackers. You guys like fudge mint. I know, Mike, you're like a mint kind of Mm -hmm. fudge mint person, aren't you? Yeah, I definitely love the uh, the minty fudgy things. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, they have a fudge mint cookie that's amazing. They have organic stone ground cookies wheat crackers and i love the flaxseed flatbreads like they have these huge flatbreads that are so crunchy and incredible we had them i think we had them at hungry lamb for a while and they were mm-hmm. like everybody was just eating them like they were going out of style which they are not they're in style but their new protein crackers is what we're going to try today so the protein crackers come in two flavors i have one flavor you guys have another flavor and we're going to try them oh, exciting i love them because they are made with pea protein Pea protein is very hot right now. So these happen to be plant-based. And everything back to nature is plant-based. I should start by saying that also. So even their cookies, right? They're vegan, right? Everything is Mm plant-based. Everything's plant-based, inspired by nature, simple ingredients. All right. So I'm going to bite into my – we're going to try – wait, what flavor do you have? Because I have roasted garlic and basil, back to nature, plant-based pea protein crackers. What do you have? I'm so excited. These are the whole lot of seeds crackers, flax, chia, poppy, and hemp seeds. They look so good. And they're the big flat ones too, which I like. Ready, Mike? Mm-hmm. Mm. These are ridiculous. Mm. You're so good. First of all, I'm going to say what I really love about them. Do you know how some crackers have that slight sweetness that makes them mm-hmm. like you want to eat the whole box? I don't want to say mm-hmm. I'm going to eat the whole box, but I want to eat the whole box of these. <laughs> This is so flavorful. I taste the basil. I taste the garlic. They taste fresh. They're almost like they're home baked. Yeah. These seeded ones are fantastic. I would like load them up with like turkey and maybe some sort of like cheese spread. Like they're so loadable uppable. Yeah. Loadable uppable. <laughs> or good to eat bald on their own. And four crackers only only have 130 calories. I love these. I am I'm being honest with you. They're incredible. And how much protein? Seven grams of protein for one four cracker wow. serving. That like makes such a difference Amazing. for me. Because I'm not a huge cracker person, but like knowing they have the protein makes me more likely to eat crackers. Yeah, I'm totally with you. So you can find these in stores and on Amazon, and we're going to link to a coupon. What is that coupon for? So that coupon will save you $1 on any Back to Nature products. Good deal. And we're going to put that on our show page, which is at hungry-girl.com slash foodcast. Again, today's show is brought to you by Back to Nature. We're going to link you out to Amazon where you could buy their products. And because we love you, we will link to a store locator that can help you find where to find them near you. And we will try not to crunch throughout the entire episode because these crackers look so good that I want to keep eating them. Really good. (laughs) No promises. No promises. Jamie's literally taking them away from me so I will not eat anymore and crunch and annoy everybody. 
Good. Mike, you're like producing this thing. Don't you know how difficult it'll be to edit all your crunches out? (laughs) (laughs) That's true. And speaking of crunching, the first retro throwback that we love item today is going to be rice cakes. Yay! Rice cakes. I have to say, I hadn't thought about rice cakes, hadn't thought about eating rice cakes in a very long time. Because when I think of rice cakes, I think of growing up and my mom on every sort of fad diet under the sun. And for the most part, she was eating when she wasn't just like drinking her meals or eating nine grapefruits. She was eating rice cakes. It's a very sort of retro feeling diety food. Mm-hmm. And then when we started Hungry Girl, um, all the little mini versions of the rice cakes came out and everyone was snacking on them. But rice cakes in general are just incredible. And it, it took the pandemic for me to fall back in love with rice cakes. So, Jamie, are you a rice cake eater? Yeah, but it took you falling back in love with rice cakes for me to fall back in love with rice. I had forgotten about them, and they're so awesome and so low in calories. And same thing as the crackers; they're very stackable. They are. They're load upable, as you load upable and yes. stack upable. Thank you. As- <laughs> Trademark that. <laughs> and they have about thirty-five to sixty calories. They're usually like fat-free, or they have like one gram of fat. They come in sweet and savory flavors. Some of my favorites are caramel corn, white cheddar, the chocolate. Chocolate ones are even good. The buttered popcorn ones are good. Apple cinnamon, salt-free. I mean, everything under the sun. And I have done so many creative savory snacks, desserts, you name it. My favorite thing to do with them is make pizza. Yes. That's another retro thing. I think that's something like people did back in the day. But the one that you did on Facebook Live has like a special twist to it. I think it's like a, it's got like a creamy marinara to it. Yes, I did. Well, I did two versions, but then we ended up merging the two and making <laughs> one or something like that. But I did like a um, one with a red sauce and then a white pizza version. But mm. I think when you put marinara directly on a rice cake and then you try to heat it in the microwave, it could get soggy. So I was mixing it with the ricotta mm-hmm. and that stopped it from making the rice cake soggy. So you could still have your crunchy pizza. And it is so ridiculously Amazing. So good. And then another old school hack that we used to do all the time that we're doing again is the string cheese trick for like single serve pizza recipes, right? Yes. Yeah. And putting it in a blender even like that's even, I mean, sometimes I'm just like, it's fun to peel it apart, but if you really want it to get nice and fluffy and go a long way, throw that string cheese in a blender, but good stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I should mention that in an upcoming magazine, but it's not in the magazine that's coming out next. No, it's the next next. Right. So I don't want to confuse people, but it is something to look forward to. There's a huge spread with like really great, creative, fun rice cake recipes, and that'll be out in mid-February. Yes. So, but before then, we have a magazine coming out in September. And then, of course, we have the book coming out in January. So So exciting. Lots of stuff going on. All right, are we ready for the next forgotten favorite? Mm-hmm. Whip it out. <laughs> oh, Jamie, <laughs> foreshadowing. The next one is Yo Play Whips, Yay. whipped yogurt. Now, I'm going to say I feel really sorry that regular yogurt has been so pushed to the back burner because Greek yogurt like burst onto the scene and everybody was obsessed with Greek yogurt. Then non-dairy yogurts came out and everybody's obsessed with non-dairy yogurts. And then there's the little... Yo play and Dannon cups that just were sort of forgotten about, and they're mm-hmm. really good. But whips, especially, is a product that if you've not tried, if you've not thought about, you should rethink it. 
I mean, do you have Mike? Mike's never tried it. I'm really excited yeah. for him to try it. Oh my gosh! I've tried every yogurt ever made, and I've yeah, not tried the whips. The yogurt expert is not. How can you have not had a whip? You mm. are the yogurt man of America. I became a yogurt fan when the Greek yogurt phase um, came. You know, happened. Oh, so this is before your time. Yeah, this is. Oh, you're late. You're yeah, late to the Greek. Yeah, game. this is great. Wow, it's so creamy. Well, I love is it. Is it like a? It's like a mousse, right? Yes. So it's like a yogurt that's a mousse. Comes in all kinds of flavors. This. Strawberry and raspberry and vanilla and key lime and chocolate. And the thing is, people love doing this. And I hadn't tried it until today, but I'm eating it right now. Putting it in the freezer. Oh. It's amazing. Do you have your frozen one near you? Yes, we are opening it right now. wondering why Jamie put it in the freezer. I'm going to give some stats while Mike gets ready to taste this. I'm already eating it. (laughs) So the traditional line, Mm. a container has 140 to 160 Mm. calories. Um, seven to eight smart points, but they also have Greek 100, 100 calorie containers of Greek whips that have two to three smart points. That's a huge difference. They have so Those are my protein. favorite, the Greek whips in vanilla. I know this is going to sound obvious, but it's like frozen yogurt. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> but it really but, is the texture of ice cream. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's so good. Hmm. I thought it was so like underground, the whole idea of freezing them. But now I look in the container and it says, try me frozen. These are amazing frozen. <laughs> yeah, they're really good. And I just wanted, I thought it would be good to remind people that, hey, here's a product out there. If you want a great portion control thing that can be a snack or a dessert or part of your breakfast, don't forget about the whips. Okay, are we ready for number three? Bring it on. This one is so retro. I just feel like we're going down hungry girl memory lane here. (laughs) But um, using Fiber One cereal or insert your favorite brand-based healthy breakfast cereal here for faux frying. Yes. Like, I I just remember the day that I woke up on a Sunday and I said, I really want onion rings. And I had no idea like what I was going to do to make them happen. And I wanted them to be healthy. And I thought, Oh, I remember my friend's mom's making cornflake chicken. So why don't I just take Fiber One, which was my go-to breakfast cereal every single day, put it in a blender and try to faux fry it. And the rest is history. The rest is hungry girl history. It's true. It's like, and for people who don't really know what that means, they're like, what are you talking about? Like you take Fiber One or another breakfast cereal, put it in a blender or a coffee grinder or a bullet or a food processor or just a bag and smash it up. It doesn't work as well if you do that. And then you season it and coat whatever food you want to faux fry in egg whites or egg beaters, and then you just bake it. That's so cool. So you you coat it in the egg and then the crumbs? Exactly. It's as if you were like, instead of using a flour or a breadcrumb, and of course we love panko, and we use regular panko and whole wheat panko, but this is a good alternative, especially if you want something that has a tiny bit of like a sweeter flavor, a little bit more of an interesting flair mm-hmm. to it. I mean, we've even done this with like healthy breakfast cereal and Captain Crunch together and made chicken mm, out of it. We are linking you to that because that <laughs> is a great recipe. Yeah. And I didn't even come up with that one. Planet Hollywood did, but I copied it proudly. <laughs> <laughs> what else can you do with it? Like what else can you faux fry? I mean, you can make chicken nuggets, as I said, onion rings. You could do the jalapeno poppers, popcorn shrimp. It's so good. And especially now with the air fryers. Like when I started Mm -hmm. this, I was just using the oven or the toaster oven and it was fine. But the air fryer makes it super crispy. Yeah. You know, it's one of my favorites is um, in one of the books. I think we did calamari. I love calamari. Mm. So fried calamari. Ooh, 
So when you eat calamari, do you like the little circles or do you like the little like creepy feet and toes that look like they're like fried spider legs? When you put it that way. (laughs) I like it all though. I do. So you like the spider legs? Is that what you're saying? I mean, I prefer I prefer the rings, but I enjoy the lovely tentacles. Is that what they are? <laughs> yes, that is a much nicer way to refer to them. I like the rings, Mike. What do you like? I don't like calamari, actually. I don't. I despise it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I just feel like you can't even tell what it is. It's like if I think about what it is, I like it less. But you could fo- you could fry or faux fry anything, and to me, it tastes good. Mm-hmm. For me, it's the texture. I just can't get over. I don't know. I don't like that. It's like tennis. Is it gummy? It's like tennis shoes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I call them sneakers, but I'm sure most of the audience calls them tennis shoes. Mm-hmm. Or tennies. I think they call them tennies in Europe. <laughs> Seriously. I know they do, but that's so British of you. <laughs> Cheerio. Is that what's next? Um, <laughs> how did we leave Cheerios off this list? Oh, they are. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. I'm embarrassed. Okay. But what is on the list next is green giant broccoli and cheese sauce. And... I have to say, I thought it was worth bringing this back because we are all in a tizzy about all the newfangled, don't you love that old fangled word, newfangled? <laughs> That's it, it's, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> like all the new spins on vegetables, like everyone's all in a tizzy over, oh, we could rice this and oh, we could spiralize that. But at the end of the day, you know, Green Giant, I'm glad they're innovating now, but they were the first ones, in my opinion, to come out with the best frozen vegetables in cheese sauce and other sauces. Mm. And Agreed. and forever, Jamie, like we've been using this product to make whatever, bulked up this or that, mac and cheese, put it in your pasta, put more vegetables in it, add it to your lean protein. And it it's amazing and it never gets old. Yep. Eat it with a spoon. True. Or a fork. Or a fork. <laughs> <laughs> so what and the stats are really good. Like two thirds of a cup, 60 calories three grams of fat. There's even a little protein, three grams of that. And if you eat the whole container, come on, Jamie, what is it? 150 itty bitty calories. Wow. That's crazy. I know. I used to eat these things like they were going out of style. I always, always in our old apartment, always mm. had them. If I ran out, I would like panic. They were the <sighs> best, best, best. I would just eat them plain. Yeah, plain is good, but if you mix them with a little, so like you do like a half serving of pasta and you have like a bulked up kind of mac and cheese Mm -hmm. substitute, or you put them in a blender and you can make your own version of like a broccoli and cheese soup with a little bit of either skim milk or a little bit of almond milk, you could put them in potato skins. They're just, they're amazing. I'm pretty sure this is a real memory. I remember my mom making them with um, like putting it in the middle of a meatloaf. Oh, wow. Yeah, I totally remember that. Oh, interesting. We have to find out if that's really something that she did because we should do it. Yeah, I kind of think you should just call her right now on the air, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hang on one second. No, I'm pretty sure. We can do it with burgers too. Imagine putting in a little bit inside a burger. Wow. Your mom's a genius. She is. She's good with food. And she's okay at making humans too. (laughs) Decent one out of three. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she got it right on the third try. Okay, we'll be editing that out or just hoping that your siblings don't um, actually listen to our podcast, which I'm pretty sure they don't, right? Probably not, unfortunately. (laughs) They listened in the beginning, like all of our family members probably did, and now they've kind of tapered off. Lisa, do your parents still listen to every episode? Is your mom? Nope. She stopped asking me if Mike smells like peanut butter. (laughs) She just assumed. (laughs) 
<laughs> she knows. Well, once she had once she had her answer, that was it. She lost interest. But anyway, I wish they would because they they're not very like savvy, so they don't watch me on Facebook. I'm always begging them to try. To, I'm like, you could at least see me if you watch the Facebook cooking demos, but. I mean, and now all my mom has to do is say, hey, Alexa, play the Hungry Girl podcast. But I guess she has better things to do. <laughs> I mean, maybe I'll make her listen to this episode so she can hear um, how I'm, I've been dissing her. I, like lately I've been thinking honestly about like things that have happened in my childhood. And I'm like, mom, do you remember when you did this? Like one of the things that I did, and I'm glad I'm bringing this up and I know we're on a tangent, but it will resurface on Facebook Live. But when I was a child, I had the best peanuts cookbook. It was like this tiny little Snoopy Charlie Brown cookbook. And all I ever wanted to do was make one recipe from this cookbook. And my mom always said, we don't have the ingredients. We can't make, we can't make any recipes from the cookbook. And so what did I do? I found it on eBay like a week ago and I bought it. What's the recipe? Well, we wanted to make Lucy's lemon lollipops, but we were missing one of the key ingredients. And I wanted to make, there were like Four things I wanted to make, and you're going to laugh so hard because I, I know we should show, I'm going to show a page from the cookbook on the on the show page. Most of the recipes have like three ingredients. It's like Linus's buttered potatoes, ingredients, potatoes, butter, salt. And we never, <laughs> we never made one. Anyway. Sorry, Lisa, we don't have salt. <laughs> we can't make any of these recipes. <laughs> so I called her the other day and I was like, mom, you know, I always wanted to make a recipe from that cookbook. And also like I wanted to send away for all the little prizes on the side of the cereal box. And her excuse was always, we don't have postage stamps. Wow. So she would literally say we can't send away for like whatever because we had no stamps. And so like I was tell, I was reminding her of this. And then she, there was like silence. And then she says, I'm terrible. <laughs> this is like a whole thing where people revisit, like, what did your parents tell you as a kid that you believed that you later found out wasn't true? And there was something with this this person that their mom told them they were allergic to apples. And I don't remember what the reason was. It was probably something like they didn't have apples in the house. I don't know. And then years <laughs> later, she was like, I can't have that that has apples. And her mom's like, wait, is that because you think you're allergic? <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. I think we're right here. We're all lucky we're not parents because we would be terrorizing our children forever. Anyway, That's I love my true, mom. Penny. <laughs> oh, you know. All right. Um, no, mom, I love you. I truly love you. And I don't hold any resentment, but I will make every recipe in that peanuts cookbook like Julie and Julia. I will. I will do it. That's really funny. New Facebook Live series. <laughs> Lisa <All right>. and Linus. <laughs> and Lucy. Yeah. Lisa, Lucy, and Linus. They're all L's. All right. Um, next up, we have another retro favorite. And this one, I like, truth be told, this has never really been forgotten. I will say this, in all honesty, we did forget about using this ingredient in Hungry Girl recipes for a while, but then I sort of forced it back in. <laughs> Because I love it so much. And it is Coffee Mate sugar-free French vanilla powdered creamer. And I want to expand that out to any Coffee Mate powdered creamer, whether or not it's sugar-free, fat-free, regular, the flavored ones, the, the regular ones, any powdered creamer is I'm, I'm a big fan of. I mean, like I, people have issues with it because what is the, the ingredient that everybody picks on? Is it hydrogenated something or other? oils yeah i mean but i think it's hydrogenated i don't oils. have it in front of me but like i know it's not the number one healthiest ingredient out there but i use it sparingly 
and in limited specific recipes. But it it's a game changer. Yeah, I feel like nothing adds like it's it's the way we used to talk about um laughing cow for savory recipes. That's what this is for sweet recipes. Like whenever something's missing something, it's like just add a little coffee mate and it's like over the top. A little bit. And people and the problem is I think people are either afraid of it or they don't know how to use it. It's like the key to using it is making sure it's dissolved in a little bit of water. So if you're using it in hot coffee, it's obvious. Mm -hmm. But like if you're using it in an iced coffee drink, you have to dissolve it with the dry ingredients in a little bit of hot water. Or if you put it in your oatmeal, I dissolve it in a little bit of water. If I, I used to add it to my cereal. Mm -hmm. when, I, when I was a cereal eater, I would take a teaspoon and just add a, a, like a half ounce or an ounce of water and throw it in with the almond milk. And it like it was a game changer, truly. Yeah. It just makes everything more delicious. And I found, by the way, because sometimes it does clump up, especially if you've had it a while, um, if you use like one of those milk frothers and you just like pop it in, you know, we have that little like Zoo, mm -hmm. Zoo Lily one Zoo on Amazon. Lake. We should link to it just because it's a great product. Um, I would, anytime I'm dissolving it, I'll just like pop that in and it just dissolves it perfectly. Perfect. I mean, it's still, I am completely obsessed with it. Recently, I've used it in the frozen Mexican mocha, in the caramel vanilla protein swappuccino, in the Twinkie protein freeze. It's a really key ingredient. I think I used a full tablespoon in the Twinkie freeze, which... It needed sorry. it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I broke down. I had to have it happen. But it is just too good to be true. And I think for people who are unfamiliar with it, maybe give it a try. And I do want to distinguish the difference between the powdered creamer and the liquid creamer because the liquid creamers are so calorie dense and so sweet. And I cannot say that a little goes a long way. I think a little goes nowhere and mm -hmm. you have to use a lot of it. I think you need at least like, I'd say about 75 to 100 calories worth of the liquid creamer to make any sort of difference. And it's just, it's mm -hmm. a big fail in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Yeah. The powder is definitely a tiny bit goes so far. And I love like, it's funny in a, in a bit of a way because when we went really clean for a while there and we did the two clean cookbooks like I almost think we got bullied into like not using anything artificial or you know that was whatever that was a choice we made but it's true like one of the things that I love about Hungry Girl and I relate to is that I'm not going to be perfect 100% of the time and if I have as one of my little things that's not perfectly healthy and natural is adding a little coffee mate to make a 50 calorie decadent coffee drink instead of having a 400 calorie version at Starbucks. Like, I think that's a great overall decision for my health, honestly. And I bet there's a lot of smart nutritionists that would agree. It's like, you know, amen, Jamie, too many. Yeah. You're, you're hired. Yes. <laughs> amen. Finally, <laughs> I've been working for free for 14 years, Lisa. <laughs> Seriously. But you know, you hit the nail on the head that explains it absolutely perfectly. So I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, but that being said, there is a good creamer that is completely natural and vegan made by Laird, L-A-I-R-D. And I'm going to say I ordered it in every single flavor for my niece because my poor niece watches me make all the drinks on Facebook and then is so jealous and upset and sad that she can't have them. And then so I'm like, fine, I'm just going to order every vegan version of this creamer so I can make them for you. And it is good. It's a little more um, caloric um, mm -hmm. and it's kind of a little pricier, but it's it's very good. And I like it. And mm -hmm. we should link everybody out to that. Will do. Cool. Yeah, it's Laird, uh, Laird Hamilton. The surfer is the guy behind the company. See, so I just thought it was surfing. Laird, the creamer expert. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> even too. know. 
His By the way, if, uh, if anyone was wondering, I just finished the frozen yogurt. It was amazing. You did, you did that so silently. I did. I, I backed away from the mic and did it. Yeah, Jamie, I, I did the frozen one. The yeah, other I keep one. waiting for him to reach to the second one that's not frozen. Yeah. No, I'm going to take that one and then freeze it and have it for my dessert tonight. Genius. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so before we leave the coffee mate, I wanted to try it um, in conjunction with this new coffee that I wanted to mention because I just did this podcast a couple of weeks ago and I don't know if you guys know, I think you guys know because, you know, you're you guys, but people out there might not know there's a podcast called Ask Rana that um, features Rana Glickman and her co-host Brian Safi, who is one of the stars of 911 on Fox and he's just this really funny guy and together they are giving advice and I was a guest on their show and they put out this coffee in conjunction with Bixby Roasting Company. Now, Mike like nearly had a meltdown when he found out about this. He was so excited because you know Bixby and you think it's like super delicious coffee, right? Yeah. Bixby is the best coffee on the planet. I've tried hundreds of other roasters and nothing beats Bixby. Like they are the best. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, And Bixby is a dog, right? I see a dog on the bag. Yeah, I, I don't know if Bixby's the dog or the dog is just the logo because I know it. They, they started in Long Beach and there's an area in Long Beach called Bixby Knowles. Oh. So I don't know if Bixby is from Bixby Knowles or Bixby the dog. I'm not quite sure. Well, Mike is such a fan that I am drinking out of a Bixby mug right now. Oh my gosh! So Mike, like, so when 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 Rana mentioned to me, "Hey, um, I have this new coffee. And it's in conjunction with Bixby." I was like, "Oh yeah, like whatever." But Mike knew of Bixby, and then Rana mm-hmm. sent the coffee to us, and we tried it. Like I have the sh- the shades of vanilla. You have the carriage house roast, I think. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. How is it? We're about to taste it. I've been all weekend. Like, can we taste it yet? Can we taste it yet? But we waited. I'm sniffing mine. This smells so good. Oh, that's good. Oh, that is so good. That's really good. Well, I brewed mine extra strong. I iced it. I put some I powder. Love that you say <laughs> I'm looking at it. It's like the palest shade of anything, well, but it's probably because you added only coffee. Only because made. I added a little. I literally only added two teaspoons of coffee made to this. It's a it's a light roast, and we're dark roast people. So I also did it extra strong, so it tastes more of like the darker, and it's 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 great. I'm sure it's for people who like light roast. It's great too like it, it, I, I can taste the flavors but yeah this is great I lisa how's the vanilla one it's so yummy it's like very like uh, it's like it feels a little bit even though i did brew it extra strong it's mild but very vanilla-y and then i made it even more mm-hmm. vanilla-y and then i used it to make a recipe with brian on instagram so people can see that on our instagram but more importantly if they want to buy this coffee they can go to askranacoffee.com and we will also link to that and Rana is a good friend of mine, and you should give the podcast a listen. Could we link to that as yeah, well? Yeah, totally. The podcast that I did. Yeah, for this sure. This is like, it was good, and I'm very proud. I love that this is like the least bitter coffee I've ever had. Like, there is no bitter aftertaste yeah. with this. It's just smooth. Well, and that's probably, that's it's a lighter roast. So we, we're dark roast people, so our coffee is a little bit more bitter. So you might actually be a, more of a light roast person, Jamie, not realize can, it. Can we still be friends? We could. <laughs> I know I am. And by the way, even brewing coffee to me is very retro and very fitting for this episode. So how I brew it now, I have like my Keurig has like this individual pod where you could put your own coffee in and you can brew it one cup at a time, which is kind of cool. Cool. What's next? What is next? We have Pillsbury Crescent Roll Dough. Wow. This really is a throwback. <laughs> <laughs> now I feel like it's 2004. 
but Pillsbury Crescent Roll Dough, I still am a fan of the can that you have to like peel a little bit of the paper and then you smash it against the desk or your table or your arm and it pops open and the dough comes out and I just love it. We have used this dough for like a bazillion recipes, Mm -hmm. everything from cinnamon rolls to things that you stack on it. You make stuffed crescents. I use it all the time to make pigs in a blanket. In fact, during the pandemic, I've made vegan pigs in a blanket probably no less than eight times because this is a vegan product. That's another recipe. That's another recipe that we've brought to parties for Mike's family Mm -hmm. and they just go so quickly. So easy. Pigs in a blanket are like the... I don't know. I don't want to say they're an underground hit. They're like the first thing to go at every party. And it mm-hmm. it actually reminds me of like the first time I turned in the very first Hungry Girl book. Like I was so nervous. I did not know. I was like, oh, is the editor going to like this book? I, I, I'm nervous. I'm scared. I don't know what to expect. And literally, she came back with one note. And the note was, can you add pigs in a blanket? <laughs> and <laughs> so funny. And we did. <laughs> She knew what she was talking about. And then we created just for her. Thank you, Jen Enderlin. Deep pudged pigs in a blanket, which became like such it's like one of our classics. So is this the the one that you use most often? Is it the dough sheet or the crescent dough? I most often use whatever the heck the store has. So like in my in my house now I have the crescent dough. But they're kind of the same, right? Isn't that the like the surprise info? Yeah. I think they are. It's like you can get the reduced fat crescent dough. But if you get the dough sheet. Do they still make that? Yeah. Yeah. But if you get the crescent dough sheet, which just doesn't have like the perforations, it's basically the same product. The The stats look different because I think one makes six and one makes eight, but same, same. Mm-hmm. And that way, if you get the dough sheet, you don't have to like, if you want to be creative with it, you don't have to like pinch up all the seams. That's, I'm glad you said that. Cause like I ignore all the seams because my goal is always like, how do I make this go the farthest? So I take like a rolling pin, like it's like 1958 and then I make it really thin. And then I use a pizza cutter to cut the tiniest like pieces and it puffs up. Like when you throw it in the air fryer, you could make Mm -hmm. like one little, like I, I use it to make, I don't know, thousands. I'm exaggerating, but like a lot more little pigs in a blanket than you would ever expect. Truly. Yeah. Have, have you ever used that to make a um, like a fluffy pizza? I think I threw it. Yes. Well, what I did a couple because I'm again in quarantine, I've been like desperate. Like the other day I put like turkey pepperoni Ooh. and part of string cheese and just folded it up and made I didn't make it flat, but I made it like almost like a pizza like fold a, a fold up almost like exactly like a calzone and then i dipped it in marinara so it was like oh, it was wow. like a deconstructed pizza and it was so mm. delicious i love we used to have the recipes this was like predating the wonton cups we used to make where we would put the crescent dough into like the muffin pan and crisp it up and then you could fill it with oh, whatever you yeah. wanted that was a good one the best we did i think we did some desserts like that too yeah yeah so much you can do with it and it's so forgotten but now we're reminding people to remember it okay those are our forgotten favorites but i'm so excited about what's coming next so tell us do we have a stinger do we have music that says like chew or false yes chew or false <laughs> yeah chew or false. just like that all right ready it, we are bringing back the chew or false trivia game and i am a little rusty so i'm, I'm nervous but i actually did a practice round with erin and I was able to stump her on quite a few of these. So I'm feeling good. And I got a lot of LOLs when I was typing with her back and forth. So here we go. You guys ready? Mm-hmm. Ready. All right. Chew or false. 
The Pillsbury Doughboy is not his full name. His full name is Poppin' Fresh, the Pillsbury Doughboy. Ooh. That is 100% chew. But if you tell me it's Poppin' Frosh, I'm going to get mad. <laughs> I'm not going to do anything weird <laughs> I, like I think that. it's true. I'm going to go false. I think there's some other name, but it's not that. It is Chew, Lisa oh. is correct. His full name is Poppin' Fresh, the Pillsbury Doughboy, but I am burying the lead. Get this. He also has a companion named Poppy Fresh. He has a grandmommer and a grandpopper. <laughs> he has an Uncle Rolly. He has a son, Popper, a daughter, Bun Bun, wow. and a dog and a cat named Flapjap and Biscuit. What False. did you do this weekend? Because I went deep into the archives of the Pillsbury Doughboys lineage, wow. and that is what I came up with. Wow, I'm glad he has a full life. I just thought he was, you know, who he is. All right, moving on. Ready? We are doing, this is not a true or false, but it is still trivia. Which of this, it's multiple choice. Which of these is not a current flavor of Coffee Mate? Ready? Lisa, I expect you to get this right. Which of these is not a current flavor of Coffee Mate? Is it Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Butter Pecan, Funfetti, Butterscotch Latte, or Snickers? Now, four out of five of these are current flavors. I will say- But they're liquid- they're liquid, maybe, right? Maybe not. They're not powder. They're all in the Because I would know about these. I will say what? them again. Okay, say them again. Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Butter Pecan, Funfetti, Butterscotch Latte, or Snickers? Cinnamon Toast Crunch is my guess, but I have no idea. That's a full-on guess. Since I do the shopping, I'm pretty sure I know this and I've seen all those, <laughs> so I think Snickers is the one that's not. You are both incorrect. What? <gasps> it's Funfetti. Snickers and Cinnamon Toast Crunch are both flavors what? as is funfetti the one that is not there is no butter pecan really no butter pecan yeah, or anything like that it that would have been my second guess but that's all it's got to be liquid huh. i would still try them all even though i just bashed the liquid coffee make <laughs> I, would still, I would still try them all i think the french toast cinnamon toast crunch i think is new and that looked really good mm. all right ready back to chew or false rice cakes were originally developed as a way to get children to take medicine Pharmacies sold them as rice biscuits, which suggested mixing powdered medicine with Vegemite or apple butter and spreading it onto the biscuits. I think that sounds very elaborate, but true. Like, I believe it and I'm on board. I'm going to go false just to catch up. <laughs> it is elaborate and it is false. <laughs> oh, you caught up. <laughs> All right. Last one. Ready? <laughs> I'm cracking myself up. Which of these was the original name of Fiber One? Is it Highest Fiber, Fiber Bran, Hardy Morning Fiber, Fiber Rise, or Fiber Active? False. Nope. I don't like these multiple choice you questions. You love them. You love them. I, I, I can't even, I don't even remember anything you said. The second one. Which of these was the original <laughs> name of Fiber One of cereal? Fiber One, Ready? okay. Highest yes. Bran, Fiber Bran, Hardy Morning Fiber, Fiber Rise, or Fiber Active? Fiber Rise. What was the first two? Were the Highest first two? Fiber, Fiber Bran, Hardy Morning Fiber, Fiber Rise, or Fiber Active? It's not the one that SNL came up with? No. You know what that Just one was? answer, Mike. So it's not people colon, have things to do. Colon blow. Um, fiber active. Okay, Isn't that what I said? No, you said. Fiber, Wait, what did I say? You said, you said fiber, fiber rise. rise. You are oh, both yeah, fiber wrong. Rise. 
The original name is Highest Fiber. Wow. And that's a terrible name. It is a terrible name, but I have more. Hang on. <laughs> so Hardy Morning Fiber is actually a cereal by Cascadian Farms. And Fiber Active is a Stater Brothers cereal. Oh. But the most interesting high fiber cereal that I found is called Poop Like a Champion. You can get it on <laughs> it Amazon. Is. is it really? Yeah. Wow. I think I it has like, like a that. unicorn on it. It's very cute. <laughs> very colorful. Are you sure? Yeah, that, that's it's real. It's real. You can get it on Amazon. Oh boy. I guess I guess you can link to that too. You never know what people will buy. It might be a good gag gift if people are still doing that these days. Wow, right. this was an enlightening episode and fun. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. I loved it. I feel like our show page is gonna have a ton of stuff on it. So mm-hmm. people could check that out at hungry girl.com slash foodcast. And if you want to tell us, you know, what you thought of the episode or give us ideas for another episode, you could text Mike at 805-380-8075. And if you want to just sign up for the daily emails and hear from us every single day, you can go to hungry-girl.com. You can check us out on Facebook. Of course, I love to cook live on Facebook, and I do that a few times a week. And you can check out our community also on Facebook. There's just a lot of Hungry Girl happening everywhere, isn't there? We mm-hmm. eat, sleep, and breathe it. And, of course, a special shout-out to our sponsor from this week. We love you, Back to Nature. Don't forget to check them out. All right, I'm Lisa Lillian, also known as Hungry Girl. Till next time, chew the right thing. <laughs>